Hiya, I'm India, and you're hearing the Nostalgic Disney Channel Podcast. I am India, and welcome back to the Nostalgic Disney Channel podcast, where we discuss all things Nostalgic Disney Channel. So, today I'm doing a decom review. Really excited to be talking about the 2006 film Cowbells. Yay, I am super excited to be talking about this movie. I've heard stuff here and there about it, but you don't hear about it a lot. I've heard some people say they love it, some people say they really don't like it. So, I rewatched it and gave you my thoughts, and yeah, so without further ado, get on into it. Alrighty, so this movie stars Ali and AJ for the most part. Honestly, there really is very few other main characters. I feel like it's weird that, I feel like that's really weird because there's obviously way, there's obviously more characters, but there really aren't a lot. Like, it's, it's very hard to explain. If you watch the movie, you know what I'm talking about, how everybody else I describe as like a side character. So, yeah. But it starts Allie and AJ. They do an amazing job. They play two rich girls who are the daughter of a very wealthy owner of a dairy products company. And I know what you're thinking if you haven't seen the movie that this sounds super cliche and super boring. But I'm going to tell you right now that I really like this movie. I think it's a really great movie if you don't know what to watch. Like... I'm stuck, like, I want to watch a decom, but I don't know what to watch. I can usually go for Cowbells, because I usually feel like it's a pretty good movie. So, it opens with the older sister, Taylor. If I'm correct, I believe I am. Because it's, wow, I, yes, the older sister, Taylor, and and then there's the younger sister, Courtney. Taylor and Courtney. Yes, that's correct. And so anyway, Taylor's opening and she is taking a driving test. And so there she's taking it. You can tell this girl's rich and she knows it. I like that these girls don't realize, don't like, they go through a lot of different things in the movie, but I like that they are very aware they're rich. I think they're, I think that's something different is that they're totally aware that they are not poor people. So I think that's very interesting because I feel like a lot of movies would have gone that road. Anyway, so her sister Courtney calls her and she says, hey, I've like got a problem. (laughs) I found this awesome dress for my cotillion, which is a big part of the movie. It's it's almost time for Courtney's cotillion at their country club. And and her sister's like, oh, that's great. Yay. But she's like, oh, it's orange. And the audience, like, you know, as watching him, like, it's orange. Okay. Is orange bad with her skin tone? Is she allergic to orange dye? Like, you know, you're trying to figure out what the problem is. And throughout this whole thing, she ends up giving the phone to her driving instructor. And so, like, so he's talking for her on the phone, which I thought was very funny. And it just showed, like, this girl who she's, like, she wants to help her sister, but she doesn't, but she doesn't want to fail the driving test. And she assumes that this guy is totally willing to talk on the phone for her. Anyway, so you find out that her and her sister all the time, every beginning of every year, split up favorite things. Like, they split up favorite colors, they split up favorite songs, they split up, like, different, they split up all these different things, so there's nothing to fight about later in the year. And, like, 
kind of interesting. <laughs> I found I found that to be a really good way to explain the sister dynamic is that these two girls really don't like fighting with each other. They just are so close in age and that kind of thing that it happens. So, yeah. Now her sister's like, oh, it's okay. You can get the dress. You know, that's fine. If I can wear, you know, your shoes, like something like that. So you just kind of go through that and she's like, oh, that's great. And she hangs up and then we see Courtney in the store and she decides to buy the dress and the person at the, th- at the counter goes, don't you want to know how much it is? And she's like, oh, okay, sure. What, how much is it? Cause she really doesn't care. She's like, oh, it's a thousand dollars. She's like, oh, great. That's sort of kind of within my budget. So yada, 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 everything happens. Now I'm going to talk about this thousand dollar dress. I understand that there are $1,000 dresses. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. But in this movie, I think they were trying to go between, they were trying to make them rich, but they were trying to make them relatable. And I feel like the $1,000 dress is just a bit exaggerated. I'm not going to lie. I I, I found it to be, I I feel like you could have done said $700 or $600, and it would have had the exact same effect. Like, whoa, it's a lot for a dress. So that's my, that was like my first thing I was like, I feel like that's just a little bit more exaggerated than it needs to be. So, something I've personally found, which, that's not a big thing, but as you'll see in the movie, they the writers went back and forth with this trying to make them rich, trying to make them relatable thing that could have been worked out just a little bit better. Okay, so, like, anyway, the girl finds a way to pass, the oldest one finds a way to pass her driver's test, it goes through that kind of thing, and... We see that these girls, like, they get home and stuff, and their dad is there, along with their Uncle Bob, who we find out later is a criminal, but we won't focus on that just yet. So we find this happens, and he's like, oh, you spent, like, $200 on a sign that says, congratulate me, I passed my driver's test, and, like, we just see that these girls really have no consideration for what they're spending. So, like, that's just kind of what we get overall. And that kind of a thing. So eventually is like we so we see their house. Their house on the outside is huge. The inside, the kitchen is really small. The bedrooms are not that big. The living room is pretty average. Like I get that they were trying to make them relatable and not be too fancy, but if she just spent a thousand dollars on a dress, I'm almost certain the inside of the house doesn't look like that. So I was kind of my like, okay, we're just we're going back and forth here. Are they rich or are they not rich? Are they rich or are they not rich? So forth. So the dad gives the oldest sister a new car, which was their mother's car, but it's a stick shift and she doesn't know how to drive it. Long story short, he ends up hiring the 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 um one of the people who um own a dairy farm to, that he buys milk from in order to teach her how to drive stick shift because he can't do it. That part also never made sense to me. The dad seems like a caring guy, yet he's not willing to teach his daughter how to drive stick shift. But he says it's because he doesn't want her taking out something that's expensive, so he wants to drive a little more, little less delicate vehicle. So understandable. And this is where we meet the first love interest, who is the son of the owner of the dairy farm that the dad, that uh, Mr. Callum, Taylor and Courtney's father, buys milk from. So we find that he can't stand the Callum girls, Taylor and Courtney, because they're rich, they're stuck up, they're spoiled, they're entitled, and yeah. But we, we quickly see as time goes on that 
Taylor, the oldest, is just a bit better of a person. Like, she's already just a bit of a nicer, a little bit more self-aware person than her sister is. So, we already find that. But, um, time goes on and, and throughout this movie. He teaches her how to drive a stick shift and she's getting better. Then he asks her to park. She stops the car. But they both get out. And he's like, why didn't you stay in the truck? She's like, you can't tell me what to do type deal. And then the car rolls into a pond. Yep. And so eventually it ends up costing a lot of money for their dad to fix. So obviously Taylor and Courtney's dad is responsible, Mr. Callum. And he's like, you're going to cost me how much to fix this car? And it's like, I believe around $25,000 or $28,000, something along those lines. It's some kind of 20,000 number. (laughs) And he's crazy upset. He's not like mad yelling at them upset, but he's like, your careless spending's gotta stop, yada, yada, yada. Well, my issue that I've taken right now is the fact that he's fine with one of his daughters buying a $1,000 dress that's already over her budget, that she knows is over her budget, completely intentionally, for a party that we'll later learn has a $25,000 budget, but he's but he's told but he was the one who had his daughter go over to learn how to drive stick shift. It was a complete accident, and yet this is what makes him upset. I don't know if I don't I I don't know I don't find that he favorites one over the other. I just find this to be one of those things where the writers were like, oh they're rich, oh they're not rich, and I apologize if you hear stuff from the from background noise. I can't really avoid it, so just bear with me here. Alrighty, so their dad is surprised with this trip from their uncle Bob, who is his dairy part, his partner in the dairy business, and he's surprised with this really big trip for a week, I believe, and this movie takes place over the span of a week, so yes, that is the thing. Something to mention is it takes over the place of a week, and this. The dad is going to go out of town for a week with no cell service. So he's like, not going to be any, like, not going to be reachable. But yeah. So anyway, the girls accidentally set fire to their kitchen by being careless again and not paying attention and, you know, just being distracted naturally. And they go shopping and they come home and the maid named Corrine and their dad are like, oh boy, can't go on like this, girls. Once again, the dad is upset about this kitchen being up, you know, damaged. It's not destroyed, but it's damaged. But, and you know, it's going to cost him money. Yes, they're rich. Like, I just find this to be a big double standard. Like, okay, he's okay with this, but that, not that. And like this and that. So all the accidents are the ones that seem to be pushing him over the edge. And he sends them while he's away for a week. They're going to have to work at his dairy, his dairy plant where they make everything and package stuff. And they're not happy about it, naturally, because they've never had to work and yada, yada, yada. Now, we we then learn as the dad gets ready to leave that Courtney's party is a cotillion and it is going to be with four other girls at a country club. So four other girls all chip in $25,000 and they get a really big party, which, okay, okay. And yada, yada, yada. So this happens. I'm going to attempt to speed this up. Right now, they go to work, and then everyone gets their paychecks. The girls mess up, and everyone's kind of annoyed with them, so forth, so forth. And we learn that 
And Bob, Uncle Bob, as they call him, comes in and he says, because after everyone's checks bounced, because the next day everyone's check has bounced, and they're all like, you know, talking to the um, financial guy. He's like, our checks bounced. What are we supposed to do? Like that kind of thing, and so forth, so forth. Bob says, "Oh, I think your dad cleaned out all the cash and yada yada yada." And Bob finds this excuse. He says, "I'm gonna go and try to get on a plane and catch him." And this is where the mayhem starts. <laughs> This podcast is going to be a little bit longer than usual, but that's okay. So, something I would like to mention with this that I found throughout the whole movie that I think is just a bit odd. The adults who work for their dad in his dairy plant, or whatever you want to call it, his factory as they call it, are not nice people, a lot of them. Some of them are are adults who've got children, as they mentioned, and who've got homes and stuff, and they are genuinely mean to these two teenage girls. That's kind of crazy to me. I think the reason some of these characters were written that way is because there are very few teenagers or children in this movie. There's, I think, a total of four who get, like, a decent amount of screen time and then, like, then, like two, three more, kind of. Like, there, there are very few children in this movie because that's not what it's about, which is fine. But they ended up making these adults in the factory seem like really mean adults who can't stand these girls and who say very rude things to them. And it's it because as I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, what adult? Like, I get it, there are people like this, but these adults just seem a bit to be written too teenager-y, and I could have done without it, but I get why it's there. So, anyway, um, Taylor and Courtney know their dad did not rob the company. They know that's not what happened. So, they go and they go try to talk to Uncle Bob before he leaves, and yet they find this, like, that he's gone, and a picture of the da- their dad and him is smashed in the trash. And I love how this movie, they figure out that right away that Bob is the one who took the money. They go to Fran, who becomes, like, the one or two out of, like, four nice adults. Like, and they go to Fran at her house with, um, her husband. They're making pizza with them. And they're having a great time. They're like, we think that Bob is the one who took the money. And they're like, you know what? That's obviously, of course it was him. You know, like, all these different things. Like, you know, their dad wanted, like, their dad didn't want to sell the company years ago. That type of deal. And Bob missed out on cash. Like, so you really, really quickly... I love that they quickly figure out who took the money, even though they do not ever catch him and get their money back, which is kind of a weird thing, but I really like the fact that they find out who it is right away, because I think so many other movies, what they would have done instead of what they did, which I will tell you about in a second, is they would have had them try to find Bob, chase down Bob, regain all the money, and then by the time the dad got back, everything was happy, good, and back to normal. So I really like the fact that in this movie, it's not about finding the bad guy or finding Uncle Bob. It is not about that. And I really enjoyed that about it. So now, so the girls have got to keep working and the dairy workers are all like, we can't, we don't want to work. We can't work. And they're, and so Taylor realizes the only way that we, they can, she can keep the people working is if to cover their salaries. And so the by what the movie says is the only way they can do that is by using Courtney's party money for the cotillion to pay for the dairy workers' salaries. Now, throughout this time, 
Courtney meets this teenage boy who's a foreign exchange student from France who is working as an intern for their dad with um, one of the workers. So, like, I feel like they just added him just to give Courtney a love interest. I don't know if he was necessary. I don't think he was. I don't find him necessary to the movie whatsoever. <laughs> but that's just me. So, you gotta keep going. So, just throughout this time, the... Like, throughout the span of this time, Taylor and Courtney get really mad at each other because Taylor... Because Taylor's money is... Taylor's name is on the account of Courtney's money. And she goes with the financial guy from the dairy factory. And she says, alright, let's take out 20000 of the $25,000 and pay for the salary workers. And then Courtney's obviously really mad at her for, you know, like, two, three days. And then they don't have any milk. And any milk to make stuff. Like, all their... Like, their... All the, all the places that keep their inventory of, like, fresh milk and that kind of thing goes bad because their Uncle Bob was the one who was supposed to be managing it, and so forth. So, then there's no way to pay for milk. And so, Taylor ends up selling her car in order to pay for the down payment on the milk. So, throughout this whole time, I kind of am jumping around because it's hard to explain the movie. Taylor and the dairy and the dairy the dairy farm his son named Jackson Mead because it's Mead Dairy Farms who sells it to Reed Callum their dad so they kind of have this love interest thing that I don't mind I think it's actually kind of like a good decent one so that's actually better than a lot of a lot of decom love stories I don't mind it once again I don't know how necessary it was but I think it was more necessary than the than the other one Anyway, so eventually, then eventually, Courtney can no longer be part of the cotillion because she can't pay her fair share of it. So there's that. And eventually, around I believe what happens, I believe it's on a Friday or a Saturday, or like some kind of thing around there. Their dad's supposed to be back in about two days, and they decide to have like a big get together bash. Glad we survived the horrible week party. And then, in the end of the movie, <laughs> something had happened, which Courtney accidentally did, causing the date on the packages to appear expired. So, it, it's like saying that a certain date that's not the expiration date, but it's put on there, so companies refuse to buy it. And, like, their companies refuse delivery, so they're not getting paid for it. And so, they're like, well, we can't, in order to fill our orders, we gotta start going right now. We gotta, you know pick up everything and like we don't have any more milk and so um me dairy farms like hey we'll put we'll, we'll put in the milk that kind of thing and they were like well we need more manpower we don't have enough people like and so courtney decides let's go to the cotillion that's obviously still happening because her friend's still having their party and ask for volunteers and obviously at first no one comes because they're all these rich spoiled teenagers who don't care but eventually we get we get um their dad came back early because he didn't want to miss the party and so but he came to the cotillion not realizing that the girls weren't there because they'd already left to go to the dairy plant they go back to the dairy farm and because and then eventually as time goes on like after a couple minutes eventually they finally 
come to their senses, the the bratty, spoiled teenagers. They fill Courtney and Taylor's dad in on what happened, and they go and help them out. And eventually, all they were able to make their deliveries. And in the last scene of the movie, they find that their dad's going to be able to salvage the company after all. Now, please note that not everything is back to perfect. I really liked that about this movie. That yes, like their dad's trying to figure out all these numbers. He's like, well, by the looks of it, he cleaned us out of our money and stuff, but basically we can rebuild, like we can redo this. And I really liked the fact that not everything was back to normal. They didn't ever actually get Bob Fenwick. They didn't actually ever actually get to him, Uncle Bob. They never did. I kind of enjoyed that. I enjoyed that that's not what the movie was about. That's not what it was supposed to be for. So I really enjoyed that. Now, something I have to note that I noted a minute ago. There are moments where these adults are seriously rude to these teenagers. And I'm just looking at it like, really? And obviously, it's not all of them, but it is a number of them. And I'm like, okay, this is clearly just done because there's girls. It's summertime, so they're not in high school. So they gotta, like, give them, you know, some kind of drama to deal with. I get it. I just don't like it. I felt like it was unnecessary. I think there were other other options, other ways, if you will. But, yeah. So. My final thoughts on the movie. I think it's a great movie. There are times where I feel it's exaggerated and the writing kind of went weird. But I definitely enjoy it. And I think it's a great movie if you're just dying for something to watch that, like, is good. But it's not something you've seen a million times. Unless you have seen it a million times and you absolutely love it. Then... Like, yeah, it's great to watch again. So, I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank you so much, and if you enjoy it, I encourage you to follow.